0: Good morning, Grace Church Online. It is so nice to be with you today. Just a couple of announcements before we begin our worship together. Um, If you are joining us via Zoom... Charlie McFarlane is in that chat room. He's ready to um, pray for you. He's ready to hear from you. You can give a wave, give a hi, give a hello. Nice to be here today. Um, If you're joining us through Facebook Live, Miss Annie Lara is on there to welcome you and say hello. So make sure you give us a wave or a high five emoji or something on that as well. Also, if you're joining us on Zoom, and you're not quite sure how it works yet, there is a button in your top right corner called Speaker View. If you click on that, whoever is leading in worship at that particular time, um, they'll be bigger so that you can focus maybe. Um, But it is so nice to be with you today. Um, We want to pray for you. We want to um, make you feel like you're a part of our family, even through this craziness of technology. So welcome to Grace. Um, I have a thought today. I've been thinking about how we are members of a family. All of us have a family. All of our our families are broken (laughs) in some crazy kind of way. But the Lord God stitched together a new kind of family. It's called the family of God. It's called the body of Christ. And we are all members of it. And we love each other through it, through thick and thin. So welcome today to the family of God through grace. I'm going to turn it over now to Katie Markham and her mom, Mary Nottingham, and they are going to lead us in our call to worship. Good morning, Grace. For those of you who don't know me, I am Katie Markham, and this is my awesome mom, Mary Nottingham. And we have the pleasure today to lead us in our call to worship. It is a joy to worship God. It's actually our highest privilege and a sheer gift from God that we come to Him, especially on this beautiful Mother's Day, to give
1: Him worship. So please join us as we begin our time together with these promises from scripture. We gather to worship God. For God is our refuge and strength, and ever-present help in trouble. Psalms 46, 1.
0: Let us fix
1: our eyes on Jesus. For he said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11:28. Let us not grow weary in our discipleship. For Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. And take his cross up daily and follow me. Luke 9.23 Let us praise our God. The Lord lives. Praise be to our rock. Exalted be God our Savior. Let, Let us
0: worship
1: God, God today.
2: And who could carry that? failures I tried that gray Out of the darkness Into your glorious day Sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven.
3: Hey, Grace, um, it's good to be with you this morning. We're going to move into a time of our tithes and offerings. And most importantly, what I wanted to just say is, is how grateful we are for the giving and for the support and the resources that have come in, um, not for just the church, but what we're able to utilize that for our community. And we continue to have that opportunity to bless our community, to be with them during this time. So thank you for that. And I want to transition now into what this day is really about as far as it's Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the amazing mothers out there, my mother and my wife. I'm happy Mother's Day to you guys. And um, I want to share a scripture with you this morning. Um, it's a very popular scripture that we're very familiar with, but it's Proverbs 31, starting in verse 25. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Verse 28, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And verse 31, honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Today, men, I hope we have the opportunity to to do these three things, to to call our our wives and our mothers blessed, to praise them today and to honor them and all they do and have done and continue to do for us and and the children and, and our family. So we are thankful for that. In this, we want to share with you mothers a very special video that we have for you on this special day. Happy Mother's Day.
4: Happy Mother's Day. You know, as as a pastor, those words can be received with, with joy and also sadness. The Bible says that we are to rejoice with those who are rejoicing, to also weep with those who are weeping. I feel like this day is, is a day for both of those, and, and we are with you here at Grace. Day for us to celebrate and to remember those women who have played such a significant role as mothers in our lives surrogate, spiritual, biological, adoptive, the women who believed in us and, and cared for us. And today for us to rejoice, also a day for us to weep. It's a hard day, maybe a hard day for you. And I know it's a hard day for many of us in our grace community. We remember today those women, those moms who have passed away. We we weep with the broken relationship between mom and sons and daughters. Sons and daughters with their moms. We weep over those who have a dream of being a mother one day. What I love about the Grace community is, is that we, we can rejoice on this day, and we can also weep with those on this day. i realize realized that we all need a mom in our life. We need someone who cares for us, who loves us, and who always believes in us. That's why I love this community, and if you're looking for a community, I invite you to be part of this Grace community. Women here are amazing, and they love to play the role and they're longing to play the role of mother to support and encourage us. Today for us to say thank you to all of the moms in our lives. I wanna say thank you, mom, to my mom, Catherine. I know she's listening live here. She's in Houston. Mom, I probably don't say say it enough, but thank you. Thanks for always being there and caring for me, believing in me. I wanna say thank you to my wife, Stacy, for being a great mom to our son, Caleb. And I have some other friends here who also want to say thank you to moms. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom.
1: Happy Mother's
2: Day, Mom. We love you so much.
5: Happy Mother's Day,
4: Jamie. We love you. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Day, babe. We
0: love you. Love
2: You're an amazing you. mama. Best mommy ever. Happy Mother's Day, mom.
0: Happy Mother's Day to the best mom and the very best mother-in-law and the best grandmother to my kids. We love you so, so much and can't imagine life without you. Good morning.
5: So to all the mothers of grace or the grace mothers, we salute you. Happy Mother's
3: Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Looking forward to see you again soon. Love you.
4: Happy Mother's Day to all the moms at Grace Church,
0: but a special shout out to my superhero of a mom, Mary.
1: I'm
4: pretty crazy about Mom. Love ya. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. We love you. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Say Happy Mother's Day, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day everyone Hope you have a great day Hey Sunday Grew Happy Mother's Day
5: from your loving family Hope you have a great day
4: Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's
5: day.
1: day We love you We love you Happy Mother's Day mom I
2: love you
3: Happy
5: Mother's Day mom
2: Hey
5: Happy
3: Mother's Day we love you Yeah Happy Mother's Day honey I love you very much
1: Happy Mother's Day to every single mother that we have. Mothers, grandmothers, and great-grandmothers, you are the one most important person in a lot of people's lives, and your job is the most important one you'll ever have. Have a, have a happy, happy Mother's Day.
3: Happy Mother's Day to all of the Grace Moms, and I uh, wanted to bring you this virtual bouquet for you today. Happy Mother's
2: Day.
0: Happy Mother's Day, Mom! Thanks for all that you do. I love you. Hey, Mom! Happy
2: Mother's Day. Hello. We love you. Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. We, we love you so much. I love
4: Mama because
2: she's sweet and smelly. I love Mama because she's sweet
1: and smelly
3: too. Happy Mother's Day! Hi,
4: mommy. I
2: love you. Happy Mother's Day. Hi, mommy.
4: Happy love, Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. Happy birthday. What? Mother's Day. I love you. Bye.
3: Hi, mommy. Happy Valentine's Mother's Day. We love you. Bye. Mothers are God's special and beautiful gift. A
1: blessed Mother's Day to you, Rela. Happy,
2: happy Mother's Day, Day to, to <laughs> the two best moms in the world. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Hey, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. God sure blessed me with the best. I love you. Mwah. Hey, Mom.
5: Happy Mother's Day. We love you.
4: Wow, what a video. I want to thank uh, Matthew Murray for putting that video together and everyone for helping us with that Mother's Day video. Wow. Today, our scripture passage comes from the book of Hebrews, uh, the 12th chapter, the first three verses of this chapter. The book of Hebrews is really a collection of sermons. Uh, Some people call, rather than the author of the book of Hebrews, the preacher, and there's different sermons, and so uh, the preacher has actually been giving a about a three chapter sermon and just ends it uh, at the end of chapter ten. Have we had this beautiful chapter eleven, which we call sort of this chapter of faith, and then we we begin uh, really moving into how we live out faith every day, beginning in chapter twelve. and I just want to focus on the first three verses here of Hebrews 12. Uh, 1, 2, and 3. And so please, please join me in uh, reading our passage today from Hebrews 12, starting in verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Our friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, there are many ways that we can sort of look at where we are today with this COVID-19 situation. Some people call it a crisis, and it is a crisis. There was a paper written about a month ago, and, and they said, um, you can look at the situation in three ways. You can see it as a blizzard, you can see it as a winter, or see it as an ice age. You can see it as a blizzard, where it is something that is happening, it's only going to last for a certain amount of time, and so you just hunker down and wait for the blizzard to get over. It, it can also be a winter. It could it could last three, four, several months. And so you just get used to this understanding that it's going to be here a while and it's got to deal with the situation. Or it could be an ice age and it could last much longer, 12 to 18 months. I'm not sure how or really what the COVID crisis is, if we're in the blizzard or the winter or the ice age. I'm not sure how you see that. But it's, it's given me a helpful picture to try to sort of make meaning of this time. We're in this sermon series called Making Meaning. And, and I don't think it's a blizzard anymore. And I don't know about the Ice Age, but I feel like right now in my life, I'm not sure about your life, but I feel like we're in this winter season. It's not coming back. We're not coming back as fast as we thought. And, and things are not sort of being resolved as fast as we would like. And so we're in this winter season and it just it sort of begs me to, to, to ask the question, God, what are you doing? That's a great question for all of us to ask. You know, there are, there are moments that and we can look at a situation and we say, hey, what should I do in this situation? But For us to really grow in our faith and for us to see what God is doing, there's a bigger question that I'd like for us to begin to ask. God, what are you doing? Help me see what you are doing. And in a sense, it's not just seeing from from, from my Brian Wilson limited perspective. That's called situational thinking but to take a step back and and to have a sovereign perspective, to to go up to the balcony in a theater or or, or to go to a higher place, say, God, what are you doing? What might you be doing? I've been living there for for a while of asking God, what are you doing? Because I think when I get a sense of what I see God doing and, and when I get clarity of that, then it helps me live in this winter season, or blizzard, or ice age, and it helps you make sense of how I am to live with faith here today following Jesus Christ. I mean, I can, I've been asking the question, God, why can't we meet on Sundays? Why why is the church sort of not gathered together on Sunday? Because when I think about church, I think about a place. And when I think about people, I think about gathering for worship and singing songs and seeing each other. That is sort of my definition and my understanding of church. But there's another aspect of church, the scattered church, the sent church, that sort of when we think about church, we think about the gathered nature of church. That's important. God asks us to gather and not stop meeting together as some some are in the habit of doing, says in in the book of Hebrews. But there's this other sense of church, of of scatteredness, of of being sent. And, And maybe in this moment of history, that maybe there is, that God is wanting us to embrace this, this new aspect of church as a scattered people, as a sent people. Maybe he, he says, hey, you got, the gathered, you got the gathered aspect of church down. Now I want to teach you what it means to be scattered. Jesus did this several times to his disciples. He did it first in, in Luke chapter 9. He, 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 he called the 12 together, then he sent them out. He did it again in Luke a chapter later. But this time, it wasn't 12, it was 72. He he gathered them together, gave them instruction, and then he sent them out. And when they returned, they returned with joy. That is my prayer for us. That that day, when when we gather back in, in, in this place, that there would be so much joy. And the joy comes, I believe, when we see that maybe there is something God is wanting to teach us. Maybe there is something that God is wanting to put in us. Maybe there's something you wanted to teach me as a pastor, us as followers of Jesus wants to put into the church, but maybe there's something that God wants to put into us as a nation, as a people. Maybe there's something God wants to do in this world, and the only way that he can do it is by scattering us. And with that perspective... That's led me to Hebrews chapter 12. That maybe what, what God is wanting to do is, is to teach us how to be faithful. He says here to the people in Hebrews, he does it a little bit later, he does it earlier, excuse me, earlier in Hebrews 10. He says, hey, I want you to persevere. I don't want you, and in quoting the prophet Habakkuk, I don't want you to shrink back no, I want you to persevere. And he revisits that theme. The preacher revisits that theme again. And here in Hebrews 12, he says, I want you to run, that, that this life of faith with Jesus is like a race. And I want you to run, but I want you to run with perseverance. The, another translation says, I want you to run, but I want you to run with Endurance. That word endurance and perseverance, we see it, it appears three times here. He says, Hey, because Jesus, Jesus endured the cross, right? Jesus took the cross and, and, he, and he took away all of its shame. And then through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, then what he was ascended into heaven. And because of Christ's endurance, I don't want you, it says here in verse three, I don't want you growing weary. I want you to, to look at Christ and look at his life and what he did on the cross and, and his endurance. And I want you to, to find strength from his endurance. And I want the, his endurance to become your endurance. And I want your endurance to become like his endurance. Isn't that what it means to be the Jesus it's for my life and your life and our life to take on the character and the traits of Jesus for his endurance to become our endurance and our endurance to take strength from his endurance. Wow, is that what, is that what he may be teaching us? I believe, for me, as I look at where, where, where I am, I think God is saying, Brian, I want to teach you endurance and perseverance. That's a very interesting word. It comes from a very interesting Greek Greek word. It's the, the Greek word basically means this. It, it means to remain under, and it's funny right now. Stay in place. I think we know those words, right? <laughs> To, they ask us to stay in place. Well, the word endurance and perseverance in the Greek means to stay under, to remain under, and then to stay in place. And, and it's really a military term where, where a commander sends troops, a, a, a gathering of troops or, or soldiers and says, I want you to stay right here. I want you to stay right here. I've assigned you to be right here. And they're not under their own authority or their own volition, their own will. They're under a higher authority, the authority of their commander. But well, we look at the Greek word, and then it actually parallels the Hebrew word. And the Hebrew word means actually the same thing. It means to remain under, to actually stay in place. But in the Hebrew context, it means this. It means that God has placed you in place this situation for a purpose. And in the Hebrew word, and the word is very beautiful, it says this. It says that you have been placed there by God for a unique purpose. And the purpose is this, not to surrender to the enemy. Whoa. It means God has placed you in this position. That God has placed us right now right where we are, in our apartments, our condos, our home, and, and, our, and our home offices, and our neighborhoods. He's placed us right here because he wants to do something bigger. And so he has a plan, and he has a mission. We don't understand all of it, but we do know that, this, that endurance and perseverance is that God has placed us here in a place to not surrender to the enemy because the enemy is going to come, and there's going to be a battle, and your mission is not to give any ground to the enemy. It's not to advance and take that hill over there, but it's not to surrender any ground to the enemy. Are you? Have you? In this season, or have you surrendered any ground to the enemy? You know, I think there's a difference between faith and faithfulness, or maybe not a different Yeah, there's a distinction between faith and faithfulness. We we have this idea of faith. Faith is, is is sort of accumulating all this information. I just need more information, and then I'll trust God even more. Yeah. That's a part of faith, but that's not all of faith. In some sense, we, we see faith as a noun. But faith is much more than that, it's a verb. It's active. I think there's a difference in faith and faithfulness. I think faithfulness is, is, is am I full of faith? Am I, am I acting on faith? Am I acting on the knowledge that God has, has given to me? Am I able to, to keep running, even though I can't see the end, but I just keep going? And so building this sense of endurance and building this skill of perseverance. I remember one day, I showed up at my son's uh, swim practice. It was really weird. Uh, all the swimmers were just underwater. They weren't swimming. They weren't practicing any stroke. They were sort of going underwater, and then they would come back, and they'd go underwater, and come back. And I, and I asked them, I "Go, what are you doing?" It just sounded weird. It just looked weird. You weren't working any stroke. He goes, "Dad." And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "We gotta work on our lung capacity." I go, work capacity?" Yeah, yeah. You gotta. We gotta work out our lungs because because we gotta get a because swimming is all about breathing. And if you're not actually working on the muscle of the lung, then, you, then your lungs are weak and, and you can't compete. never thought of it. Well, I wasn't much of a swimmer in the first place. I was much of a floater probably, but not a swimmer. It reminds me of this passage in Jeremiah chapter 12. The Lord and, and Jeremiah are having this conversation. And Jeremiah is just complaining. He's complaining about all these things that are happening and not happening. He's, he's running the race, but he's not running it with endurance. He's running it with complaining. And God's first response to Jeremiah's complaint in Jeremiah 12, he says this. He says, if you ran with men on foot. That's what you're doing. You've been running with men on foot and you're already tired. You're weary. But I didn't design you to do that, Jeremiah. He says, then how can you compete with the horses? See, God had a a bigger plan for Jeremiah's life. He says, I want you to run with the horses. There's a great book that Eugene Peterson wrote all about that. Jeremiah, I want you to run with the horses. But the problem is, is that, is that you, you're already tired. Just running with men, not running with horses. Could we? Is it true that maybe God is wanting to build endurance in us? Not just have, not just for us to have this, this idea of faith, but actually to build a sense of perseverance, of to build this steadfastness, to actually build this to enlarge our lungs of faith? I think so. I think God is saying, I want you to run. I want you to run with endurance. I want you to run in faithfulness. What's your most faithful step right now that you sense God is asking you, that God is calling you to do? Don't give up. Don't shrink back. It's okay to say, God, my faith is weak. I'm a wimp. Isn't that what he said to Peter when he, when he pulled him out of the water? After Peter's walking on water, he pulled him out and says, you have little faith. And I've always wondered, I wrote in my journal, God, what is big faith? Because I like that. It God's wanting to increase our faith muscles. Is God wanting to to build something in us to to stand right here and not lose any ground to the enemy? Does God have something more in store for us that he wants us to run with the horses? And so we have to go through the season of persevering. You know, my prayer is, is I want you to know that the church is not closed. Man, man, church is scattered and that God is with you one one final word the root word for endurance and perseverance from the Greek and the Hebrew it's the same root for the word abide in John 15 Jesus Jesus asks us to abide in him, to, to remain in him and then he gives us a promise and I will abide and I will remain in you hmm How comforting is that? When I'm standing here and I'm not going to give any ground to the enemy, I can't fight in my own power and my own will. But Jesus says, stay with me. I'll stay with you. I'll fight with you. I've conquered the enemy i scorn the shame of the cross. I am right now ascended into heaven and I'm gonna return any moment and I wanna see, and he asked the disciples, he said this, when I return, I wanna see faith. Oh, he's building something new in you. But maybe right now you feel weary and weak. And maybe the way that what God is saying is link up with me. Abide with me. Dwell with me. Let me be with you and I will be with you and together we will stand this ground until the Father sends us. Our Father tells us where to go. May this week we not be weak in faith, but maybe this week may we endure and run this race with perseverance. Amen. There's a beautiful song I love to sing. I ask you to sing it with me. It's called "Greatest Thy Faithfulness." Please join me in singing.
2: Great is Thy faithfulness, O God, my Father is no shadow of turning with thee, and thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not, as thou hast been, thou forever will be, oh great is thy faithfulness, Great is thy faithfulness, and morning by morning new mercies I see. And all I have needed, thy hands hath provided Great. ¡Vamos!
3: Welcome to the round table um, with Danielle and Brian and myself and um, sorry, we had a little bit more technical difficulties. Um, What would would a Zoom service be without some type of technical difficulties? But uh, we're grateful for the team that we have here and and the capability to be able to do this and and come live. And so um, we're thankful for that. But. I'm really thankful for the message that Brian gave to us uh, this morning, and I kind of wanted to kind of start our, our roundtable discussion off on a few thoughts that I had, uh, specifically in in chapter 12, and verse 1, and I'm going to skip over to 3. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And I kind of, at, at the end of what Brian was saying, he, he talked about... Uh, living this life of endurance and perseverance, and but he talked about doing it like kind of running that race. And as he was talking, I sat there and I kind of thought, well, you know, running the race right now is a lot different because we're actually not going out and about. We're not running physically. And so, <laughs> what does he really mean? Like, how do we how do we do that right now? And I immediately went to a place of thought like. Running the race with endurance right now means inwardly. You're running and growing inwardly. This is the time right now for us to be growing ourselves inwardly, meaning what's going on inside of your heart and your soul and how, how close are you getting to just being in the presence of God? How are you kind of leading your family? What does that, what does that look like? Because I can tell you right now, I'm just like the rest of you who have kids at home. It's taken a lot of endurance right now. It's taken a lot of perseverance to push through trying to be a homeschool teacher and do all this stuff that we're not used to. How are we staying close to God is the greatest aspect of endurance for us right now. So, Danielle, you're right, you're right there with me. You're at home. You got kids. How are you... Finding this time to be, or how, how are you finding endurance during this time?
0: You know, it's funny. Brian asked me this morning how my week was, and I said, "Well, it was. Pre- it was fine. It was like it was like the week before it, and the week before that." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "You know, my kids and I we kind of have a routine now." We got the homeschool thing going, they kind of know what to expect, I know what to expect. But truly, somebody this week said it's like Groundhog Day, right? If you've seen that movie. Every day is pretty much the same. Sundays are my different day because I get into my car and I drive to the church. (laughs) So, um, I think, you know, for me, you're so right, it's a mental game. It's a mental game right now. It's a mental race. Because in so many ways, I don't, it's a beautiful thing that it's the same day that I kind of have gotten into a habit, but at the same time, we don't want to waste this time that we have. Um, We don't want to waste this sacred time. Um, A lot of that for me every day is, um, I am trying hard not to get distracted from um, reading this book. It, it's really hard at home not to get distracted. Um, you you would think it wouldn't be, but there's always laundry and there's always dishes and there's always homeschooling and there's always uh mommy, 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 mommy. There's always that. And um, I have to be really, really intentional to just give myself a minute. I, mean, I just go into the closet, maybe with a candy bar and sit there um, for a second and say a prayer or something, but something every day that's bringing you back to, hey, I'm going to appreciate this day. This is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to do something um, to persevere in it.
3: Brian, I, I think that one of the great things right now is, is learning, like Danielle said, is learning how to truly persevere. Like, what, what does that really mean? Like, do you have any other Depth that you could give us on how to uh, <laughs> persevere during this Because time. I'm the old guy. the right. old guy.
0: <laughs> you persevered long. Let's talk to the old guy. You've done more
3: of the race. I thought maybe you could give us some more wisdom or something.
0: <laughs> uh, well, uh,
4: you know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about like perseverance is not just grinning and bearing it. I don't think that's biblical perseverance. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just going to just keep going through this. And I, I don't think that's what is laid out here in the scriptures because I think that means i 'm just i 'm doing it without hope and um, in Hebrews chapter ten and uh, the preacher says, I-, "I want you to be people of perseverance because if because as you persevere you 're do- then going to receive what God has promised you mm-hmm. that means that there is a reward out there much greater than what we actually have that, that there is this I know that the salvation, it's not a not work of myself, right? So mm-hmm. nothing that I can do to earn God's love, nothing I can do to earn God's salvation. At the same time, there is a human responsibility to that. How do I live it out? And I see like the preacher in Hebrews saying, hey, because of all what Christ has done, then I want you to persevere, but you need to endure and then persevere because there's something more. And I was thinking about this this past week. Uh, looking at, well, how did Jesus go about this? How did Jesus teach this concept? And he tells these two parables. Uh, you guys know them real well. Luke, Luke 11, Luke 18. And in and Luke, Luke 11, we have this persistent neighbor. Right, so um, it's late at night, right? And uh, the neighbor goes over to his neighbor, knocks on, knocks on the door, whatever, I guess. But now, I guess, you, we, I guess we could do that. I'm not sure. Could we? Go I guess we stand could. Stand away. Oh, yeah, stand I'm away. Stand bad. away. Oh, yeah. And he goes over there and says, Listen, I need three loaves of bread because my friend just came in. I didn't know he was coming in. And, it, and the person was like, My kids are asleep. I'm not going to help you. And Jesus says the person does end up helping them because of the boldness. Mm. And Jesus Jesus teaches, he does this parable in in the context of prayer, saying, so I want you to ask, right? I want you to seek. I want you to knock, and it's going to be given to you. Luke 18, he says right there in verse 1 Luke 18, I, I, I want my disciples, I want you to learn to pray and not give up I mean, I either read it, like, wow, Jesus, that, right? I want you. So he teaches them this, he tells them this parable again, right? It's the unjust judge, right? It's this judge. He doesn't care about God. Uh, he didn't care about people, which it's not really a good judge. I mean, a judge in that day was, was impartial, and this widow comes, and, you know, the good Hebrew practice was to give widows justice. Well, he wasn't giving this widow justice, right? What did she do? Remember that? She bothers him. <laughs> she just bothers him. And to the point that he, he relents and, and gives her what, what she needs. And Jesus is like, how much more? Listen, here's an unjust judge. Unjust judge. Who, who relents to this widow's persistence. But look about me. What about me? I'm your father. I care more about you. And he teaches and gives both the, how he presents persistence And perseverance is in the context of prayer. And and I I didn't think about that, but the inwardness. Yeah, I guess we aren't running a race, but the inwardness. And maybe it's like, I want you to be bold in prayer and persistent in prayer. Keep asking. I wonder if we have just, are we weak in our prayer life? Like, is this a time that maybe God is wanting to truly make us a praying church like the people of prayer that that is he is he wanted to build that into us rather than just come here and sing songs and leave in this place but he's trying to make us a people of prayer and that maybe saying i want you to be persistent in prayer bold in prayer i don't know I, I, I saw that that's how so that's my little words of wisdom i have for this from yeah. this old man you know you okay. go ahead well i
0: was just i was going to say you know when i think about those two parables um, there's action in both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like the perseverance is that that neighbor keeps knock, 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 <laughs> knock, knock knock, <laughs> knock, 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 And it's so annoying. Right. And then for the, the widow, I mean, she's going to the judge, going to the judge, going to the texting him, calling him, email him, you know, it's, and it's annoying. And, but I think that that's such a, a key part of perseverance is you have to have an action. You have to every day, you know, God has given us a race. I mean, there's a, you know, Paul talks about the race. Mm -hmm. Hebrews talks about the race. There is a race. Your life is a race. Now you may be sitting on the sidelines of it, not participating in your life. Uh, You may be getting distracted like that. Uh, Here's a children's message, tortoise and hare. You know that story, tortoise and the hare? And the hare is like just hanging out under a tree because he's cocky and he thinks he's one. But, or you might be that turtle that's like, I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I'm going to actively keep going. Um, and that's, it's got, you've got to have an action. You've got to figure out every day, like, what can I actively do to make my life persevere?
3: Persistence. What, what are you doing right now in your faith walk that, that's requiring you to be persistent? In, in the face of so many different uncertainties that are going on, in the face of when are we gonna open? How are we gonna open? What does that look like? What, all the stuff that's going on, where is God like tugging on your heart saying, I need you to be persistent right here. Maybe it is prayer. Maybe it is like fasting. Maybe it is reading God's word. Maybe it's in just communicating with some people, just letting them know where you're at in life. like what are you being persistent at? Because I think when all this is over, you can look back and think, where have have I been? Where have I grown? What has happened? And I pray that all of us can look back at this moment and be like, man, I grew so much during this time, and this is why, or this is how. It's by being persistent in something. So this week, how have you been persistent choosing Jesus every day? What is it gonna look like next week, choosing Jesus every day. Right now, I want to go to Rick and Bev Coleman. And I'm going to ask them to go ahead and unmute themselves. Rick and Bev, are you there? We are. We're here. Awesome. Hey, I was wondering, um, in what ways have you guys been persistent in, in your faithfulness to God during this time?
5: Andrew, you know, uh, I think initially... I felt so guilty because here I am hunkered down in my house and I have seven young men and seven young women that live downtown and they're hunkered down too. They're Knoxville fellows. And I'm going, Rick, you have gotta be doing something for them. What are you doing? And uh, But that guilt went away when I realized that God is so actively working. And what Bev and I have noticed and what I look for and what gives me encouragement is watching God work through this. Just every little thing that goes on. I don't believe in coincidences. We don't believe in just things just happen. Uh, My philosophy of life is expect the unexpected. And every single morning um, I look for what God would have and and I'm excited, excited about that. And that keeps me going because yes, there are days when uh, I'm discouraged and, and down But I know we win the race. And I love this scripture, Brian, the subject of your sermon this morning, because uh, it is very uh, important for us to remember that we're in this race.
1: Um, I think for me, I've just been I mean, I've been taking a lot more time in prayer. Uh, I've been trying to come humbly before God and I've been trying to listen and question and journal I think that this study, studying that I've been doing, has kind of been making me realize that I don't have to come and be fancy or lofty or any of those ways about what I do. Um, I need to, like, take scripture and just pray through a scripture. If it's just one scripture, pray through it. And um, for myself, maybe, and for others, and then what he's been really telling me has been to live in his grace, to, uh, to be still, to rest, to relax. Just, do, just take some time and relax because we don't really ever get that. I mean, this is like amazing to be able to do that. And then finally, I think to just really know, boy, he's got it under control no matter what.
3: So. That's good. I think, um, you know, what you said, Rick. I think a lot of us feel that as far as like this desire to um, feel like we need to be doing so much during this time, because that's our that's our natural instinct is to is to do. Um, is we got to we got to provide. We got to you know we got to take care of our families. And and so when all of that's kind of stripped away and we're kind of set steel, um, man, you talking about inward work that God is doing it's whether or not we're going to submit to that and just kind of surrender and say, okay, God, do whatever you want to do in our lives during this time. And that's challenging, but I appreciate both of you and your words this morning. Um, I'm also going to ask you guys, would you close us this morning in our service with a a word of exhortation or, or just a benediction for us to go into this next week?
5: Uh, I, I sure will. We, we will. We, We talked about this, and I think it has to do with the scripture. Um, My office is right next to uh, a man named Doug Bannister, and Doug started Fellowship Church here in the 90s and then All Souls downtown, and his office, like I said, is right next to mine. And one thing that he said, and he was mainly addressing men, but really all of us, he says, I've seen many men start well, but few men finish well. And I think that could be uh really for all of us you know we've all started different ways and some of us have had uh, a say in that but most of us really haven't had a say in maybe how we started but how we finish is definitely uh our decision and as we look forward to running this race we know the things that hold us back we know the things that get us discouraged, and we know maybe some of the people that, that discourage us, but we also know the things that bring us joy. We also know the things that give us peace. These are the things that God created in us to be who we're supposed to be. Uh, I love that the 10-second rule. Uh, Hank Marshman, who leads Campus Crusade uh, crew, uh, said, you know, a lot of times the Holy Spirit will put something on your heart, and you have 10 seconds to act on it. Otherwise, you're going to talk yourself out of it. And that has been so true in my life. Uh, and then the last thing is uh, I guess my life, I have a life verse, but I also have a life quote. And it's Theodore Roosevelt in 1910 called The Man in the Arena. And anytime I think about life, I go, you know, we are all in the arena. Uh, we are all, this is our time. We are making history. Uh, In the future, we're all going to be in the history books because they're going to talk about the pandemic of 2020. So how do we deal with that? How do we work with that? Well, we are a community of Grace Church. We love the Lord. We know the Lord has our best interest at heart. And so with that in mind, we know that we're going to be victorious.
1: Um, i I've got a prayer. I, I guess that's what we were supposed to do in this. Okay, so let me, let me pray, all right? And then Rick will finish us out. Um, Lord, we come before you today with uh, humble servant hearts, knowing that you know our name and we desire your heart. Thank you so much for the power of the Holy Spirit that is living through your word and promises. May we continue to run this race of endurance because of your precious son, Jesus, who died and rose to set us free. And God, we ask this question of Psalm 86, 6. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you we ask and pray continually for that victory today and every day that we should be a people after your own heart, Lord. And Lord, as we close this morning, let us put
5: that spiritual armor over each and every one that is watching this broadcast. Give us the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, and the sandals of peace. In Christ's name we live, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
3: Hey, thank you Rick and Bev for that that great word. Uh, We appreciate it. Thank you guys for being a part of our Grace Online service today. Um, Happy Mother's Day to all the amazing moms and the amazing women that are out there. We sing you praise and honor this day, and so we hope that you have some time to uh, truly sit back, relax, and um, hopefully somebody's going to take care of you and make you a great lunch or dinner. Um, so thank you for being a part of the services this, this morning. If you would lo- like to stick around, uh, we're going to have our little after party Q&A time. Um, so we'd ask that you join us on Zoom for that. So have a great day.
4: Bye.